It's Daily Thunder, booming out the truth of Jesus Christ live every weekday morning from the Ellerslie campus in Windsor, Colorado. To learn more, visit ellerslie.com. Well, welcome guys to Daily Thunder Down Under. Ben Price joining you, and I'm very excited to bring you another episode in this series, which is called Laughing in the Face of Adversity. So, so far we've looked at uh, previous episodes, A Merry Heart, which is like that merry heart, like good medicine. Uh, Oh, It's Only You was the second episode where we talked about how greater is he that is in us than he that is in the world. Third one was uh, I Can't Help It, as we go through adversity. Sometimes we, even though we're, his strength is perfect in our weakness and we know that, it's like sometimes I just can't help give way to the fear. And you're right, you can't, but God can. And then it was dancing around the lemon tree, which was a lot of fun because that was when there was a moment of rejoice uh, when I was much younger. I don't regularly dance around lemon trees. Uh, sounds a lot of fun, but that moment of rejoice. And yet Paul tells us to rejoice always. So even in the adversity. It's not just to rejoice always, but it's rejoice in the Lord. And that's the key there, those three words, in the Lord, in Christ. And then last week, she'll be right. She'll be right, mate. And that was a lot of fun because as an Aussie, it's an expression that we would typically say, yeah, she'll be right. No worries. But taking that to a deeper level, because that's in the natural, in the supernatural, we can say she'll be right. And it was the reference to Proverbs 31, 25. Uh, she clothes herself in strength and honor, and laughs at a time to come. And it's so counterintuitive to the day and age we live in when we're bombarded with bad news. And even as Christians, it's not good. It's not a um, future that we look at and go, oh yeah, I'm going to laugh at that, unless it's a nervous laugh. But we can indeed, because it's that laugh, that heavenly laugh that God has given us, and because we're clothed in his honor and his strength, and we stand in the power of his might, as it says in Ephesians. So to build on that, I'm going to look today at a title called The Biggest War. The Biggest War. And so I'm not talking about World War One. not talking about World War One or World War Two, as Eric would do with a 1940 series, and I'm enjoying that. But I'm talking um, not even about the possibility of world war with uh, Ukraine and Russia or the Armageddon war that the Bible talks about. I'm actually talking about, yeah, believe it or not, a bigger war than that, really. Yeah, uh, I'm talking about a war on the soul of man. And before we get a, oh, that's a relief. I thought there was another war. Uh, Let's not underestimate that this is a massive war that we're all involved in. It's not just every nation that's involved, but every human, and especially us as believers in Christ. You might say, Ben, I hate war. I'm a pacifist. I don't like war at all. I'm about peace. Uh, And I'm with you on that. I like to turn the other cheek. Although when I was in high school, I, I did get into a few fights. And uh, sometimes I won, maybe just won. Maybe I lost, maybe. I think we both lost on one occasion. Um, I mean, she was way bigger than me. That's a joke, by the way. Uh, no, I did get into a few fights with some of the guys. And um, yeah, but I'm not like that. Uh, I'm not a, a physical, violent person. Um, we belong to the kingdom of God. And yet we can be peaceful in this world to others, love others, but we certainly know that we are in a spiritual battle. We should know that by now. Uh, We belong to the kingdom of God. We're in the Lord's army. We're in a spiritual war and we're soldiers in that battle as 2 Timothy 
2 verse 3 says, Share in suffering as a good soldier of Christ Jesus. We're in a war, guys. And 2 Corinthians 10, 3-6, very famous passage. For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ and being ready to punish all disobedience when your obedience is fulfilled. So this battle that we have is largely in our mind. And I'm not saying it's all in your mind. Come on, just get over it. It's it's a battle that's getting into our mind. And this is what I really want to talk about in more depth, because when we're going through adversity, largely it's attacking the mind. And when we have joy in our heart, in our mind, we want to protect that. So when we go through it with that merry heart, we can laugh at the future because our heart is protected. um, And it's not, you know, having the attacks there as much. And so we, we like to think that the attacks would just go and then we can keep our peace and we can keep our joy and all is well. But unfortunately, that's just not the way it is. Attacks are going to come, but it doesn't mean that the attacks have to be in us. We go through adversity, as I said, it doesn't mean adversity has to be in us. And so there's a battle to protect that, to corral our heart, to corral our mind, to make sure that this persecution... Now, we will go through physical persecution. And yet a lot of it is the battle of the mind. We had, um, and and I know that some of us might be, even as we go through this series thinking, I know a lot of the theory, it's just the practical aspect of it is so hard to live out. And, And believe me, I've experienced that. And last week I talked about, start with some of those little things practically, those little Uh, adversities. And, you know, they might be big for you, but, you know, start with the small things because when you come to the big ones, you'll be okay with it. You'll be better at it. You might not be yet laughing, but you might have a smile and it's a start. And, you know, I experienced that last week because going out, sharing the gospel just only a week ago um, from the time I'm speaking right to you right now, I I went out uh, to a particular area to share the gospel and about 10 to 15 meters away. So I'm I'm from Australia. I deal with metric, if you can picture that. So not far away. There's this guy uh, yelling at a few people, I noticed, and all of a sudden see that he's got a knife. Now, I don't see this very often. I've seen a lot of crazy stuff out on the streets, but this guy's got a knife, and furthermore, he starts to wield it towards a group of uh, young people. One of them was a girl, and I immediately started praying. Uh, So did I laugh in the face of adversity? No, this was quite serious. And I had to make sure my team was protected. And normally we go out of our way to deliberately go out of our way to share the gospel, to give someone a gospel tract. But in this particular instance, I wanted to avoid this guy and just let him pass. But he somehow came up towards us and he was hostile and um, dare I say demonic and probably on something. And Yet he, he was more angry about something that I don't really understand what it was fully. Um, he wasn't so much angry about us. There was a situation and we were just like, okay. Mm-hmm. We, we didn't want to sort of 
start anything with this guy to make him further upset. We're just, okay, yep, no worries. That's all right. And one of our ladies on our team gave him a gospel track that I thought, wow, the audacity, amazing. And I was just like, that's awesome. Uh, I didn't want that to upset him. And I just said, all, all that I really, I didn't normally, uh, I didn't take him through the usual gospel presentation, put it that way. I just, all I was able to say in this moment was Jesus died for your sins. And my sister was there offering him a Bible and and then he walked off and actually dropped his knife, which was really weird. It was like a clumsy criminal uh, and then ran off. And then the police came. Yeah. Um, you know, where were they two minutes ago? But they finally uh, caught up with this guy. And But I hope, yes, he was convicted in the natural, but I hope the Holy Spirit convicted him. And I thought, did I do well? Did I did I laugh in that face of adversity? Did I have that joy that was just effervescent, that was flowing out of me? I want to say when we left, we weren't we prayed, uh, you know. But I absolutely came away feeling joy, not because of what happened, certainly not, but because the gospel went out, and because God was protecting us, and we had fellowship as a team. There was joy in the Lord. So, but I did think, you know, God, I really believe that you can build me stronger, even stronger than that, because it's a journey that we're on where we're training in godliness. We want to be doing well. We are going to encounter it. As I said in the first episode, you may recall in 2 Timothy 3, 12, indeed. So this is a promise. All who desire to live a godly life in Christ Jesus will be persecuted. It's not maybe, might. Perhaps it's a promise. You will encounter persecution. And as much as we will be persecuted in the physical, the enemy does want to get into your minds. Now, he may not steal your salvation from you, but he'll try and distract you and he will try and take you out of the game and, and basically make you ineffective. If he can get inside your mind because you're giving away um, to fear and anxiety because the adversity is so strong. And I know what that's like because I've had adversity. I, ha- I have adversity in my life. And I know what it's like to just sort of easily give way to that and let it into our heart, let it into our mind. Now, I want to imagine for a moment, this might seem a little odd, but stay with me on this. I've got an imaginative mind. You know, when you do comedy, you, you have an imagination. You have a creative mind from the creator, and it's it's a great thing to be creative. But anyway, imagine, if you will, that your mind, your, your heart, your soul, your innermost being is a city, right? It's a little odd, but think about it being a city. And it's actually not too hard to think about, because when Jesus spoke in Matthew 5, 14, this, the Sermon on the Mount, He said, you are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Now, he was drawing a parallel. You're not literally a city. uh, So don't think, how how do I imagine that? Uh, I've got buildings in my head. No, no, no. Just imagine that's a city. And um, in the scriptures that we see a city of Jerusalem, this is the place where kings would dwell. They would live in the city of Jerusalem. And we know in the natural, they had several gates. So, and, and it's incredible when you look at some of the gates and what they mean, and you can really dive deep into some of that. But the, there's the Damascus Gate, the Zion Gate, the Dung Gate, the, the Lion Gate, I believe. There was a Fountain Gate as well, um, which is interesting for me because up the road from where I live, there's a Fountain Gate shopping center, which I wonder if it was named after that. But um, we know in Nehemiah that the gates and the walls were attacked. 
in battle. And so we see in Nehemiah uh, 1 verse 3, he says, They said to me, Nehemiah saying, The remnant there in the province who survived the captivity are in great distress and reproach, and the wall of Jerusalem is broken down, and its gates are burned with fire. So likewise, we're like that city of Jerusalem. The, The old city of Jerusalem had a temple, and the king lived in that city. So uh, we, we know 1 Corinthians, Paul tells us in chapter three sixteen it says, Do you not know that you are God's temple? Isn't that amazing? That you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you. God's spirit lives in us. That's quite amazing. So the spirit of God is in us. The, the king who we know Jesus is the king of kings, he lives in us, the temple. So our mind, our heart, our soul is that city, and the king is dwelling in that temple within that city, and the kingdom of God is within us because we have Christ in us. So quite a thought to think about old Jerusalem with the king, the kingdom, and the walls around that city, and that's modern-day New Covenant believers. We are like that city, very much so. Um, Incredible thought. We don't have walls around us, uh, although you might look around and see, yeah, I see walls where I am inside. Uh, we don't have walls around our mind. We, we could have walls, you know, like Donald Trump. We could build a wall around us. It'd be fantastic. That'd be tremendous. Huge walls. Um, no, not, not so much, but we have the armor of God, which is that fortification, that barrier around us that's corralling us from the the fight that we're in, this war. And as I talked about last week, you know, and, and, and imagine, you know, if you've got that armor on, you can walk into the battle because it's, you know, you're protected. It doesn't matter. Therefore, you can laugh. Uh, but just to recap on that, Ephesians 6, 10 to 11 says, Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may able, be able to stand against the schemes or, or the wiles of the devil. This is our walls. And this is our protection around this particular city. The other thing about the city of Jerusalem, when you look at it in the natural, it had watchmen on the walls. In 2 Kings 9.17, it says, Now the watchman was standing on the tower in Jezreel, and he saw the company of Jehu as he came. And he said, I see a company. And Joram said, Take a horseman and send him to meet them and let him say, Is it peace? It's a great story, by the way. But you see there the watchman standing on the tower, looking at, and and something's uh, about to come into the city. Is it peace? There's that question. Uh, what's, what's coming into the city? Isaiah 62, 6 says, On your walls, O Jerusalem, I have appointed watchmen all day and all night. They will never keep silent. You who remind the Lord, take no rest for yourselves. So watchmen... Are keeping a lookout. They're watchful for the attacking enemy that will come into the city. And we too, in, in the same manner, must guard this city, this mind from the attack of the enemy, the adversity that's out there. Because we have the joy of the Lord, because we have that rejoice in us, that's something we must guard from attack. And where to be watchmen or watchwomen, of our souls. This is something, and like, I I suppose when you think about the story of Cain, 
um, when before he killed his brother Abel, the Lord warned him and said that sin is crouching at your door. And it reminds me of a lion that would be there ready to pounce, knock at the door and wanting to just come in and uh, ravage his, his life, as indeed it did, uh, where he was filled with rage and killed his brother. But it, it sort of parallels what Peter talks about, First Peter 5, 8 to 9, be self-controlled and alert or to, or to be watchful in some versions. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith. And so that's what it's talking about, when you are to be watchful uh, because of the attack of the enemy, because of the adversity that's out there. We've got to be watchful uh, and look out for these things, resist him, stand firm in our faith. I uh, don't know if you've seen... I'm sure if you're a believer, you'll know Pilgrim's Progress. So I was in a film called Pilgrim's Progress a few years ago. It came out as an animated feature, and I got to do uh, a few voices like the the Vanity Fair chief. So, oh, right, yes, Um, there it is. If you heard that voice in the movie, that that was one of mine. And I was also uh, the little judge, Judge Hategood. Judge Hategood, who spoke like this, right? Didn't initially give him that voice, but they sort of... I gave him a voice which was different to that, but they made it... They, they got me to do a higher pitch, and then I think I was cruelty. Yeah, real typecast role there. <laughs> it was like, yeah, cruelty, one of those, like that. And um, I think I did it slightly different on the day, but they were the uh, fun characters that I was doing in the Vanity Fair scene. So I say all that because John Bunyan, uh, just to give an insight, wrote a... Another allegory called uh, the Holy War, which is kind of a little like what I'm talking about, but it's basically an allegory, which is the story of a city called Man Soul, because the soul of man is something that's going to encounter attack. And so it's really interesting if you read it, uh, because it's like reading about our human mind, our soul and seeing all the wiles of the devil, all the schemes that he tries to bring in. The the devil in this book is called Diabolus because he's diabolical in his plans. Jesus is known as Emmanuel, God with us. And there's all fun kind of characters in there. It's well worth reading. It's a really good insight to the spiritual warfare that we encounter because it's largely, a lot of it is the attack of our mind. We must have the same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Well, to have that, there's a lot of uh, defense that needs to happen in the spiritual. And so they had all these uh, gates around the city, Uh, the eye gates, the ear gates, the mouth gate. Uh, I think there was the feel gate as well. Uh, But largely, I, I really think one of the two ways that the enemy is going to get into our heart and our mind and our soul, our innermost being, is through our eyes and our ears. What we look at, what we hear. And uh, it's it's not so much what goes into the body that defiles a person, as, as we know. It's what comes out of a person that can defile a person. So it's really um, what we look at, what we listen to is, is very important. And so uh, I think it's really, uh, yeah, when we look at Luke 6.45, it really backs this up. The, the good person out of the treasure of his heart produces good, and the evil person out of the evil uh, produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, 
his mouth speaks. And I looked at that in episode one where we have to have that joyful heart. So, But to look at it again in this context to realize that we want to protect what's in our heart and our mind because we don't want something coming in that we look at going into our mind. We, we've got to realize that we've got to close the, the gates, if you like, to our eyes. We've got to close the gates to our ears in those instances. And you think, yeah, it's kind of easier said than done because we don't have full control over what we hear and what we see. Or do we? Do we? Because <laughs> we are to be self-controlled. But um, you think, yeah, but it's so hard. I'm trying and I'm trying and I'm trying. Uh, if there's an evil that's gone into your heart and into your mind, that will come out when we speak. It'll come out in an attitude or a behavior, or it will actually manifest as fear. And you'll you'll speak as a person that's anxious. You'll have that uh, anxiety will be seen and, and visible in, in your demeanor, in your attitude. So it goes without saying that we must protect these gates, the eye gates, the ear gates in particular. And we have to be, as Peter said, to be watchful, to be alert. Uh, so we've got to be careful, guys, what we watch, who we listen to. Uh, in the same way that a watchman will filter someone who goes into the city and they'll say, is it peace? Is it peace? Well, we may not say that to every thing that tries to come into our mind, but as we looked at, you know, uh, we're bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Christ, which I read before. So it's not just the bad thoughts, but it's every single thought. Is that peace? Is this going to benefit me as a believer? No? Okay, then go, leave. And so we have that uh, authority because we're in Christ Jesus. We can say, no, I'm not letting that in. Like Cain should have done. Cain should have said, no, I'm not letting this uh, lion of sin, if you like, crouching there. You know, and I think we often let it in because it's like, oh, it's a little cuddly little lion. It looks okay. It looks harmless. It's fine. Come on in. It's just a little bit of fear and worry. And, you know, who can't give in to that? But these things will grow and they'll get bigger. And they'll have a lot of rage. But really, we want to let the lion of the tribe of Judah come in. If we get a little lion in our life, let it be Christ. But don't let these things dwell in your mind, even if they come in. Some things we go, well, I heard that. I didn't mean to hear that. I just heard it. Immediately bring those thoughts captive and say, Lord, I ask that we'll leave. And I I don't want to let that in. Uh, keep our gates corralled constantly be watching for these things um, so we can not let them and attack our mind. Our eyes and ears need to be guarded with the full armor of God. We've got to be so careful of what we watch on television, uh, what we see in social media, on the news, conversations, texts, music. There, there are all sorts of things out there where the enemy would love to get in through the gates or even through the breaches or the little crevices uh, that we have. We've got to have that fortification constantly and be watchful so we don't let these things in. We, as I said earlier, uh, have the same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Philippians 2 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's what we want that, that mind that it's of Christ. He laughs at a time to come. The bride is the one we are who should laugh at a time to come. So, how do we do that? We we fortify ourselves with the armor of God. We don't let things in. We only let things in those gates 
that are going to benefit us. I love uh, the advice we get from James 4 verse 7. Submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. I would often focus on the second part of that verse. And I think a lot of us do where it says resist the devil and he will flee from you. Um, but if we resist, we resist, we resist, and we go, oh, I'm resisting the fear, I'm resisting the fear, uh, eventually we'll just give into it. But it's that first submit yourself to God, because when you're submitted to God, you're not thinking about that. You're under God's authority. You're under the shadow of the Almighty. It's like, God, I'm here. Thank you that I'm in Christ Jesus. I'm submitted to you. Maybe I need to confess sin to you. I'm surrendered before you. I'm humble before you. As you do that, you will resist the devil and he will flee. And uh, it's God's word. God cannot lie. When it's spoken in the word, you, you know it is going to be true. Uh, it is a battle. We must be on guard. But it's good to also remember uh, a couple of great uh, promises here as well. Romans 8, 30, uh, 31, it says, What then shall we say? If God is for us, who is against us, or some versions will say, who can ever be against us? So it's it's good to know. That that gives me joy. Second Chronicles twenty fifteen. Do not be afraid or discouraged because of this vast army, for the battle is not yours but God's. That's good to know as as we go through that. The the hard thing is for a lot of us, and I've been thinking about this a lot, is that sometimes we just see the adversity. And we don't really see the submission to God. We don't really see that joy that we have in the Lord. We just see the adversity. That's all we can see. And it's every turn, wherever we look or whatever we listen to, whatever we see. So this this whole idea of uh, being watchful, is it's kind of hard to avoid because all I see is adversity. All I see is circumstances. It reminds me of when I look at uh, the story of Peter walking on the water. So I'm going to read that to you from Matthew 14, 22 to 33. And it says, Immediately Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go before him to the other side, while he sent the multitudes away. And when he had sent the multitudes away, he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. Now when evening came, he was alone there. But the boat was now in the middle of the sea, tossed by the waves, for the wind was contrary. So in other words, the wind was, um, I think boisterous is another way of describing it, or rebellious. It was, it was out of control. It was wild. This big storm out on the sea. So now in the fourth watch, which could have been between, I, I think it's between six and nine in the evening, the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them walking on the sea and when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It's a ghost! And they cried out for fear. Now, you, you can imagine, they've seen everything out on the sea, so you can imagine the fear that gripped them thinking about this. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer. In other words, be filled with joy. Or, or you could say, Rejoice! It is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, it... If it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he's putting his faith to the test here. And it says in verse 28, So he said, Come. 
And when Peter had come down out of the boat, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw that the wind was boisterous, there it is, that boisterous contrary wind, that out of control storm, he was afraid and he began to sink and cried out saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. And those who were in the boat came and worshipped him, saying, Truly, you are the Son of God. It's almost like the um, that, that Jesus took advantage of that contrary, boisterous wind because he didn't walk on the water when it was a still time where it was like, oh, easy to keep your eyes on Christ. It was at a time where the, the sea was this tempest, the out-of-control storm. And that's the time where we've got to keep our eyes on Christ. Because it is impossible to walk on water, and it's almost impossible to keep our eyes on Jesus. But it's not, because we can. He is the author and finisher of our faith. And we keep our eyes fixed on him, and we can know that, yes, we're in the middle of exactly that. We've got to uh, keep walking and doing the impossible, living a Christian life. And the only way we can actually do that is to keep our eyes fixed on him. So by not allowing them to wander, um, keep those gates fixed that only Christ is uh, able to get into those eyes and, and, and the ears as well, if you, if you like, to keep our focus, all of our attention uh, has got to be focused on Christ. We've got to be studying his word meditating on his word. Um, and even, you know, Peter at least saw, like, we go, well, at least he had something to look at in the physical. For us, sometimes that can seem even more difficult because we don't see. But faith, as Hebrews 11 one says, is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So we don't even see it sometimes, but we believe it. And that's what we've got to continue to do is just believe and look at Jesus. Because when we do, we will walk that walk. We will do the impossible. We will be filled with joy and that fear can't get in. I love this quote from Corrie Ten Boom, who uh, is a hero of the faith. And I can't do her voice. I do a lot of the, the voices of uh, many others. Although she had a a strong Dutch accent and the, a lot of the Dutch, they speak like this. And I don't say that she would have spoken like, like that, but um, maybe I should do Brother Andrew's voice. That would be a fun one. But uh, Corrie Ten Boon, I've been reading uh, a couple of her books recently and really just been so good. Uh, the, I mean, you see the adversity she went through. So she's a good one to look at in this regard. And she says, if you look at the world you'll be distressed. If you look within, you'll be depressed. If you look at God, you'll be at rest. Such a fantastic quote there. Uh, so just to give you something practical, as I said, when you're going through some of these adversities, you won't have them mastered yet. You won't have them completely under control. So if you're finding yourself uh, experiencing all I can focus on is the storm. All I can focus on is this boisterous wind or this uh, contrary wind or this storm, this adversity I'm going through. Uh, I, I can't even see Christ in this. We need to tune out to all those things. Um, we need to not meditate. So maybe one of the things 
because it's in your mind, because you've seen it, because you've heard it, it's going to be in your mind. Maybe you need to say, Lord, forgive me. Again, come to repentance. Maybe we need to start refilling our mind with something else. And Philippians 4 is going to give you a, a wonderful uh, look at that to, to talk about, you know, focus whatever is true, that whatever things are true, whatever things are uh, noble, just, pure, uh, whatever things are lovely, good report, uh, all those things. Think on that. And as a result of thinking on that, um, th- this is where the God of peace is going to come to us. This is where he will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. And it says a little earlier than that, be anxious for nothing. Sounds a little impossible. Um, there's got to be some things that we're going to be anxious for, especially what I'm going through now, the adversity. But uh, again, in everything, prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses or uh, transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in through Christ Jesus. So be praying. That's something we can do with supplication, with thanksgiving. Sometimes when I pray, I find that, you know, I'm so thankful just the things to be thankful for that just overwhelms me with joy and I'm not thinking about those other things. So maybe we need to say, yeah, I'm going to remove those things out of my mind. I'm going to replace it with prayer and I'm going to think on what is noble and what is true. And I'm going to think about Christ and I'm going to read the word. I'm going to hang around people who are believers that will encourage me. I will switch off to certain things like television or the music that's out there or the movies that are out there. And if there's something else you know that's not good, that's getting into your heart and mind, close the door on those things with your ears and your eyes and let them not be in your mind. Say no to those things at the door. Let me pray so that uh, you can be encouraged as you go into this week. Lord, I thank you that everything you have given us for life and godliness, we, we have that access to through your word and we have your Holy Spirit dwelling in us. And this city, this mind, this soul, this innermost being of who we are is a city that we want to protect because the King is dwelling in us. And we want to make sure that that nothing is coming in to this city. Nothing is coming into this mind. We want that same mind that's in Christ Jesus. Yes, it's a battle. Give us strength in this battle. May we stand in your might. May we be corralled with the armor of God. May we bring thoughts captive to the obedience of Christ. But thank you, Lord, that we don't do this in our strength. You are the one that fights the battle for us. You are the one that protects us. So protect us from all this adversity. Keep and maintain that joy. And as we drive these things out, there'll be even greater joy because there'll be a a greater Uh, room in our mind to think about Christ and to meditate on him and to be in his presence where there's fullness of joy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. God bless you guys and I look forward to joining you next week for another episode. Thank you. Daily Thunder is a listener-supported production of Ellerslie Discipleship Training. At Ellerslie, we are laboring to rouse the Church of Jesus Christ out of its lethargy and build brave-hearted Christians for such a time as this. Daily Thunder episodes are released every day, Monday through Friday, from our campus in Windsor, Colorado. And our weekly sermon is delivered live at 9 a.m. on Sunday mornings with a delayed live stream available at noon Mountain Time. 
go to ellerslie.com forward slash daily to get all the details. Thanks for listening.